Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, Puviet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Happy Friday. We have a fantastic episode for you today with a wonderful guest, someone I really enjoyed chatting with, professional squash player, and our first guest from the Czech Republic, Daniel Mekbib, joins the show. Daniel is the three-time defending Czech national champion in squash and is a member of the Czech Republic men's national squash team. He's a world traveler who has seen some spectacular sights through all of his adventures, and he's also an Arsenal supporter. All that being said, it was just an absolutely wonderful conversation. On today's episode, Daniel discusses what it's like to defend a championship and how he handles the extra challenges that come with defending a title. Daniel also talks about the last year and how he adapted his training and how he mentally and emotionally handled all of the uncertainty. And finally, being that Daniel was our first guest from the Czech Republic. He gives us some great bits of advice for anyone visiting the wonderful country for the first time. If you haven't been, highly recommend it. Start in Prague, wonderful city, and fantastic food too. And lots, lots, lots of, of culture and, and art to appreciate while you're there. Thrilled for everyone to meet him. So let's go ahead and bring on three-time defending national champion in squash in the Czech Republic, Daniel McBib, and let's learn. When was it that you first pick up the squash racket? Do you remember the early years? Yes, so I was uh, eight years old and uh, it was actually, I think, second or third grade. Uh, with, uh, I don't know what's it in the US, but I think to us was like, is it middle school or primary school? Mm-hmm. Primary. Yeah, yeah, primary school. And, uh, you know, it, it was usually uh people come from different sports and they introduce the sports to you so you know they go to each class and say okay this is football or this is uh ice hockey you know and so one day uh the manager of uh of our club uh came and show us squash you know it's hard to show squash in a classroom you know (laughs) but she tried and uh you know she said oh first hour is uh for free, so if you want to try, you can come and try. So it was me and four of my classmates, and uh, we went and we tried. And I was left-handed, which is you know in the racket sports, left-handed is kind of viewed as an advantage. Mm. And uh, so she asked me if I ever played squash before, and I was like, no, no, this was my first time. And she said, yeah, I, I think you're really good. I think you should, you know, you should play squash. I was like, yeah, why not? You know, I'm eight years old. <laughs> so why not? So uh, I picked up the racket and one year later I was the national champion. So I was like, well, let me stick with the sport, I guess. <laughs> wow. One year later and you're a national champion. That's incredible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So talk to me about the, the last year. I know it's been very difficult for athletes. Yeah. So what was it like handling all the, the uncertainty, all the cancellations, all the changes? And then in, in what ways did you adapt and change over the year? Well, uh, it has been difficult. And uh, I mean, I, the, for me, it was like particularly difficult because I was coming off uh, an injury. I was, uh, I had uh, 
partially torn uh, adductor mm -hmm. on my left uh, leg. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was like six to nine weeks, I was out of competition. And then I came back and I managed to win uh, two, two like uh, PSA events, which is like the PS Professional Squash Association, which is something like ATP in tennis. Yeah. So I won two world uh, tournaments and then I won the Czech Nationals. So I was pretty, I was feeling pretty good. I was like really on on high and I got my highest ranking in the world. And then the pandemic hit and I was kind of the first couple of months, I, I really didn't know what to do. I was like, I was struggling. I, I mean, I, I think I wasn't the only one. <laughs> and uh, then we kind of during the summer, we kind of get back to the training because it was looking like, oh, it was just the uh, spring. You know, we got through the pandemic, everything was opening up. And then again, the second wave. So again, you got into this like, oh, I'm getting back, but now everything is closed and now it's again, uh, what, what to do? And, uh, and during, the, during the last, I, don't, I think since, uh, what was it, October till uh, now i basically played five tournaments which normally in that span i would play like i don't know 15 to 20 tournaments i don't know how many league matches so you can see the drop off is is significant and uh, so i got i went for two operations on my like uh, low, lower part of my body to kind of get my health uh, uh better because i said i mean it's the pandemic it's probably i won't play any tournaments so it's good to focus on uh, getting my health back so i went for two operations and then i got COVID. so <laughs> from the five tournaments that i played uh, i think i one tournament i was like healthy the rest was kind of you know if there is a tournament that i can play let's Let's play the tournament, but I lost first rounds because I didn't train anything. So that was difficult mentally that I wasn't used to go to a tournament and lost first round, yeah. you know? So to deal with that uh, was difficult. But uh, I think like in anything, if you have like, you know, your, you have your family, you have your friends that kind of like help you with all the struggles. So I, I think that what I took from this pandemic is like, uh, uh, you know, uh, listen to your friends, listen to your family, and <laughs> you can get through this. That's that's what I kind of get out of this. Yeah. Well, you're a three-time national champion of the Czech Republic. Is there added pressure once you're the champion? Because now you have people aiming for you and, and wanting to take you down. So how did you handle the extra challenges that come with defending a title as national champion? So, uh, well, I've been, I was like, since I was, I think 19 till the, uh, till I was like 26 or 25, I was the one who was chasing, mm. you know, I was the one that always every year people ask me, so are you going to finally win the championship, you know, because I was the, the guy that was supposed to, you know, kind of took up the mantle and, uh, I always, I think it put, I put uh, a lot of pressure on myself unnecessarily, I think, 
but you know you learn this when you look back <laughs> yeah. that's the thing you don't know you, you don't really re realize the pressure uh in the moment but then you lose and then you lose again and you lose again and you say like what what am i making wrong what what is the problem and so about three years ago when i won my first national championship it was actually i didn't focus on the nationals it was the first time that i was kind of I came from, uh, I was flying from Toronto back to Czech Republic and the next day the Czech Nationals was starting. So you can imagine I was crazy jet lagged. I wasn't prepared how I wanted to be prepared uh, physically because, you know, my body was straight from that. I came straight from a tournament. But I said, okay, you know, let's take it as a, it's just an, an, another tournament. Let's just, not, let's not focus like it's a Nationals, it's another tournament. And I won. And I won the Nationals because I didn't think about it as a Nationals. I just think about it, okay, it's another tournament and do your best. And it was my mentality the past three years that I won Nationals. I just kind of didn't think about the Nationals as Nationals, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. It, it was just, uh, I feel the best when I'm uh, joyful and happy. You know, and, and I think it's important to find these kind of uh, what makes you the, perform the best. Because I know if I put a lot of pressure on myself and I am kind of like tense, then I don't perform good. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to have fun. I want to be joyful on the court. And, and I think that that's what's kept me still winning and not losing because I didn't lose this kind of uh, joy that I get from the tournament. Yeah. And yeah, I would say, I mean, I don't want to give, uh, you know, advice to my opponents, but <laughs> I think they should probably try find this kind of Zen for themselves. So, yeah. so when they to find where is the best that I can perform and try to, you know, emulate this feeling for every tournament they're going to play. So how do you how do you make sure that you are in that mindset? What are the things that you do during the week? Is it aspects of meditation or things that you do just to make sure that you are in the peaceful, happy frame of mind? I think for me is uh, it's it's not gonna sound very professional, <laughs> but for me it's uh, try to be as much as yourself that you are outside mm -hmm. of the competition as you are inside the competition. I don't know, it sounds crazy that, you know, everybody's, uh, you know, you hear this, uh, you know, professionals, I need to be focused 100%, you know, but I, it sounds strange, but I lose focus when I'm too focused. I don't know if uh, that makes sense, but I, I, if I'm like having fun, I'm watching a TV or Netflix, or I go for a nice meal, or, uh, I chat with my friends, you know, we hang out, we go, I mean, we go during the tournaments, we have like kind of like this uh, players dinners, you know, and I feel, I feel like most zen during that time that I'm like kind of uh, in the middle of everyone and I'm kind of, you know, having fun and that's where I get the best out of me. If yeah. I isolate myself and I'm just for a week, you don't see me, it's not good. <laughs> that's, I don't perform well, but, the, uh, and before a match, I need to have a coffee. That's a must. Okay. It so, has to be espresso 45 to one hour before a match and I'm good. 
Perfect. <laughs> I love the tradition. How about physically? In order to be as successful as you've been and, and for as long as you've been, I'm sure there's ways that you've changed your training, how you practice. Yeah. So what are the things you do now that you wish you would have known when you first started? Well, oh, uh, that's a lot of things. But <laughs> uh, well, I, when I was younger, I kind of just played squash. So my physical, uh, like my fitness came all through squash training. I didn't do weight training. I wasn't really running that much, but it was enough. You know, for my level, it was enough. But then I, when I switched from juniors to seniors, I got hit hard with the reality <laughs> that it's not enough. So I had, I started to, uh, you know, I have a fitness coach now that I worked with for uh, past 10 years, I think 10 years. Yeah. So we do gym, we do outside workouts every summer we go for 12 days to the Austrian Alps and we are running you know, in altitude to get kind of the basic fitness in. So that that we started that, I think, like eight years ago, and we every summer we do this. And then in uh, December, we do kind of like three, four days to simulate this, like uh, this, uh, this training in the Alps. We do this for three, four days in December to kind of uh, renew the the energy and the fitness and, and during the week uh, i mean during the years uh it came more into specific uh you know i in the beginning i had to get uh you know my whole fitness now it's just kind of where is the things that my coach my fitness coach and my squash coach sees my weaknesses and what i should and then we uh, kind of prepare for that. So if I'm, uh, you know, if I'm lacking in, uh, um, in like quick movements, we do some, we do like maybe three weeks of like some quick, quick movements trainings. If I'm lacking in durability, I need to do some more like a low, low heartbeat uh, uh, fitness. So it, it kind of differs on what what in uh, what kind of phase is the season? Because usually the best fitness is at the beginning of the season and uh, the, you are kind of more mature, if it makes sense, at the end of the season because you kind of know your body, what has it has been through, what's your strengths, what are your weaknesses during the tournament that you have played. So you can kind of adjust to that. So for you, it's been a very eventful year coming back from injury playing tournaments and also just having COVID and experiencing the entire pandemic. So for you, what do you feel is one of the biggest life lessons that you have learned from the last 12 months? Squash is not everything. Mm. <laughs> I think that was the biggest, uh, that I kind of have this narrow view of, uh, of my life because everything was around squash and the pandemic kind of uh, you know it hits you pretty much in the face that uh, well there is other things than squash yeah more important and uh, yeah so so i've been you know i've been trying to kind of uh, update my portfolio i would say <laughs> because you know it kind of tells you okay what are you going to do after squash you know eventually you're going to be old you know, because sport is not forever. 
so so it gave me kind of like a uh like a life perspective and work perspective like what is what do you want to do uh how long do you want to play squash because there were those were things that i didn't really think about mm -hmm. and i think this pandemic uh, showed me that uh, you need to think about more long, long term than just you know what's what's the next tournament so what is the next tournament what do you've got coming up what are the events and matches you have that we can be on the look for well so uh june uh, we play uh polish playoffs mm -hmm. so in Wroclaw. so that's yeah uh 24th uh till 26th of june and uh, the other tournaments is kind of we'll see because everything is on a move you know they they adding tournaments they are thinking if because we have czech nationals every year are in march and obviously we couldn't play this year in march so they are thinking if we should do it in summer or in october so we'll see and uh, if there are no tournaments during summer, we're going to do what we do every year. We're going to do to the, <laughs> go to the Alps and we're going to do the fitness training. And then I hopefully the season will start in September normally. And then uh, I want to do tournaments in US. Uh, like usually I go for a, one month to US to play free tournaments and then I go back to then I go back home. So I think I'm going to do either September or October. I'm going to do one month in the U.S. for free tournaments. Wonderful. Lots of things coming up in the future. Before yeah. I get you out of here, I, I've got to know a little more about the Czech Republic. Yes. For someone visiting Brno for the first time, I have yes. not been there myself. I've been to Prague. I have not been to Brno yeah. yet. But for someone visiting there for your home, what would yeah. be your recommendations? Well, I mean, obviously, if you have visited Prague, you know we love beer <laughs> start right with the beer i love it yeah yeah <laughs> no but honestly uh a big difference between prague and brno which once you go to brno you'll see is it's not as packed with tourists as prague mm -hmm. so if you want to get kind of outside of all the tourist attractions that are made for tourists and you want to actually see what is for czech people which is more authentic you will love Brno because there is a lot of uh, beautiful historical buildings. We we have a, uh, a castle on a, in the middle of the town. Uh, it's very beautiful. And if you go to Namjesti Svobody, which means the Freedom uh, what's uh, uh, Square, it's called Freedom Square. There's a lot of little restaurants and pubs and with light, uh, night music so it's like a, a performance uh in uh, you know in the public for everybody to see i hope it will come back because i don't know if they can play now but i hope when you visit <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be back but i would recommend to uh, to be honest just to wander the city center for two days and you trust me you will love it <laughs> I, I love your recommendations. Was there a specific food that I need to order? Specific food? I would go for uh, Moravsky Vrabets. It's, uh, it's Moravian Vrabets. Uh, uh, it's a bird, but <laughs> okay. the name evades me. Uh, okay. Vrabets. Sparrow. Yes. 
oh. uh, Moravian sparrow. Wow. It's not actually a sparrow meat, so don't get fooled with the name. It's pork. Okay. It's pork, but it's so good. So Moravian sparrow, Moravsky rabbits, and you can go, uh, actually there is one, two, two really good uh, restaurants uh, at the Freedom Square that serve amazing Moravian sparrow. So yeah, that would, that would, I, I would recommend that. I will take your recommendation. When I get to Brno, I'll make it sure yeah. I, I have that. This has been a lot of fun. How can people stay up to date with your life and watch your, your journey in the squash world? Well, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter uh, at, at Daniel McBeep. And I have Facebook page also, Daniel McBeep. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm usually posting dates and, uh, you know, the photos from the tournaments so you can, you know, stay updated. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Thank you. And if you actually come to Brno, hit me up, man. I can, <laughs> I can show you around. No worries. I'm going to take you up on that off, Rob. I would definitely love to get the Brno and I would definitely love to go to a squash tournament. So maybe I, yeah. I maybe I catch at a squash tournament one day as I well. I mean, there are some tournaments in Phoenix, I think. Well, one way or the other, either me and Brno or you here in Phoenix, we'll, yeah. we'll, make, we'll make it happen. So Yeah, great, man. Well, thanks, Daniel. I hope we chat again, but this was this was fantastic and I appreciate yeah. it. And I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, talk to you soon, man. Right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to my man, Daniel. Be sure to give him a follow on social media. You can find him on Instagram, mekbib, M-E-K-B-I-B dot Daniel. D-A-N-I-E-L. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway Show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Randall has become like, you know, New York's favorite son.